Thank you for tuning in to the weekly sermon from Journey of Hope. We are a welcoming community that fosters belonging and acceptance. Through ministries, we enable individuals to transform their lives as they learn to follow Jesus Christ. We follow the guidance of the Spirit in sharing our faith through missional adventures, building relationships, and offering our witness to our community and world. We are one church with multiple campuses in the Elgin and Bartlett communities. To learn more about us, you can check us out at johumc.org, our church app, or any of our social media platforms by searching Journey of Hope. And now, may you be blessed by this week's message. From John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 11. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. My Father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do not you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that'll be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father, and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. As I said before, Thomas doubted, Moses doubted, David doubted, Zechariah doubted, Peter doubted, and so many others found in Scripture have doubted at some point in their lives. And I dare say that, that all of us have doubted at some point. But doubt is not the enemy of faith. And more times than not, doubt leads to a deeper faith. Now, maybe you've grown up thinking that you can't question God or the things in your life. You feel like you must blindly follow. No questioning is allowed. And you found, if you found yourself in a situation where you did doubt, you didn't want to say anything because if you did, people would probably judge you for asking these questions. They might challenge your faith in God. And so let me, let me tell you today that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to doubt. This is how you continue to grow in your faith. 
During the series on doubt, I encourage you to face your questions and your doubts and, and truly search for God in the midst of all of them. If you have questions, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we'll have an Ask a Pastor Sunday right after Easter. At the Navigation Center, there are slips of paper that you can fill out your questions and just leave them there. We'll, we'll compile them all together and, and ask uh, uh, the Sunday after Easter Uh, ask me all those different questions, as many as we can get to. So if you have those questions, write them down over the series of the next few weeks, uh, and we'll see if we can get some of those answered. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, 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 we come striving to hear your word. And so we've heard the story from Scripture, from the Gospel of John. So God, I ask that, that you would open up our eyes and open up our hearts so that we may truly understand, so that we may find some assurances in our doubts and in our questions about heaven. And so, God, I ask the words that, uh, that I speak would no longer be mine, but that they would be your words, your message for your people. In Jesus' name, amen. So if I, if I asked you about heaven, what would you say that heaven is like? I mean, would you, what would you think of uh, when you see it? I bet if we all shared our views of heaven, of what that might look like, what we might see, we would probably get a huge variety of responses to that particular question. We might hear visions of angels flying all around, and and we might all get our own set of wings, after a bell rings, of course. I mean, but just think about all the different ways that that Hollywood has portrayed heaven. Even about all the authors who have written stories about heaven. We might hear stories about bright lights down the end of a long hallway, expanding into a space surrounded by white, puffy clouds, hearing harp music all over the place. I've seen it portrayed as a, as a beautiful scene in nature. Maybe a glassy lake surrounded by snow-capped mountains. I've even seen it envisioned as, a, as an empty spot in a cornfield. You might remember, go ahead and play that clip. You catch a good game. Thank you. It's so beautiful here. For me, well, for me, it's like a dream come true. Can I ask you something? Is, is this heaven? It's Iowa. Iowa? Yeah. This morning was heaven. Is, is there a heaven? Is there a heaven? Oh, yeah. If you remember his line right after that, he said, it's a place where dreams come true. 
Is this all heaven is? A place where dreams come true? If it is, does, does that bring assurances in your heart? Or, or does, it, does it bring more doubt? If that's all it is, it's just a place where dreams come true. If we look to Scripture, we can see some biblical descriptions. Although these are more, more like analogies and metaphors than, than anything else. Isaiah 25 gives us a vision of a feast on a mountain. A feast would be nothing new. I mean, really, we talk about this this view every time we celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion, when we feast at the heavenly banquet that's going to be ready for us when that time comes. And we hear this in some of Jesus' parables as he talks about the kingdom of heaven. And then we have this passage from John that we just heard today. This is a scripture that many are familiar with. In my Father's house, there are many rooms. There are many rooms. Sometimes it's shared as a mansion with many rooms, but it always mentions that there's space for each of us. It seems to imply that we will all get our own room. And for a lot of us growing up in multi-child families, we always wanted our own room So, but this is a place that we will get our own room? A room in this massive house? This This may cast some doubt in some of your thinking. I mean, really, how big is this house? Can you imagine it? How can there be that many rooms? And so questions come in as we try to figure out how all of this is going to work out. And then we have the book of Revelation where we find many visions of heaven, but they might cast even more doubt in our rationally thinking minds because it mentions streets of gold, building made with walls of jasper, adorned with gems and gold and silver, and even a crystal sea have a tendency to stretch our comprehension as we try to understand how this could be. Many times I think of it as John's dream uh, in trying to describe the sheer beauty of that place that he saw. How do you describe something that is indescribable? Maybe you exaggerate and embellish on things that you might have seen in some of the temples or the castles of that day. I mean, take what you might, have, might remember from King Solomon's place and multiply it by a hundred, maybe you'll get this vision of gold streets. Maybe we need to simplify our vision of what heaven might be. There have been some who describe heaven as being in the presence of God. Simply put, just being in the presence of God. Doesn't matter about anything else. Just that God is present with us which would then mean that hell would be the absence of God and how bad that might be. But you see, we still come back to this question. Is heaven real? Is heaven real? Is there a physical place that we go to when we die to spend eternity? Is there any proof of this? Or what about life after death here on earth? 
There have been some scientific research into this idea that that part of the human spirit, part of this, the soul continues on after our spiritual death or after our physical death. There are scientific studies that they have done to see life continuing on. But if we're looking for proof of this, we might find ourselves lacking a little bit in that area. However, this brings us to a portion of our faith, of our belief, offered through the testimony of others who have experienced something special. Some of of you may have heard the story, uh, but I think it bears repeating. My Uncle Steve passed away last year, but it was, ha- it was what happened to him about 35 years prior to that that holds a message for us today. You see, Steve at that particular moment was diagnosed with a rare blood cancer, which held a 95% mortality rate. At one point, he was on an operating table, there were doctors and nurses working on him, and he felt himself float above the table where he could see the doctors and he could see the nurses and all the work and the chaos that was going on in the room. And then, and then he could look up. And he said, I saw heaven. I saw heaven. But he, like John in Revelation, could not describe with any great detail of what he actually saw. But he would mention later that it was the most beautiful scene he had ever witnessed. But even more of that, he said, I had this sense of euphoria. Like all was right. All was right. Since no more pain, no more loss or anxiety, no more fear, no more sorrow. He knew that it must have been heaven. There was no question in his mind about what he saw. It was then that he heard this voice that tell him that, that it wasn't his time and that he needed to go back. When I spoke to him shortly before, shortly before he passed, he told me that, that this was part of the vision that, that he struggled with. He didn't, know, he didn't know why it wasn't his time. When I asked him how many people he shared that story with, that vision of heaven, of something beyond where they were? I said, how many people did you share that with? And he says, I, I don't remember. There were so many during chemotherapy treatments, during other treatments, being in the hospital, being in, in certain areas with other people who were going through some of the similar, similar experiences that he would tell them about this vision. I told him that's the reason that it wasn't your time. You offered a witness. You offered hope in a vision of something beyond what is here. For many who are struggling in their faith, they needed to hear those words that there is something beyond this, that there is heaven. You see, this story and many others like it offer us a glimpse into the truth that there is something beyond this life on earth. I remember visiting with a family at one point during my, uh, my CPE, clinical pastoral education, at a local hospital in Rockford. And I was visiting with a family whose, whose patriarch was, uh, was getting ready to pass, 
And as I sat there in the room with the family and, uh, and with this gentleman uh, who was not really present with everyone in the room, there was a moment that, that he looked into the corner of that hospital room. And it was like he made eye contact with something or someone, acknowledging the presence of someone else in the room that we could not see. I remember him trying to give a nod to whoever it was that was there. And it wasn't long after that that he had breathed his last. Again, a glimpse into the truth that there is something beyond this life. Something beyond this life on earth. And so I wonder how many of you have either had an experience like that or know somebody who shared their experience with you of something like this. Giving this glimpse, because see, these are human stories, ones that many of us do not have a first-hand knowledge of, but we've heard about them. Do we have physical proof of them happening? Can we touch, see, or smell anything that tells us that they happened? Probably not. But does that mean it didn't happen? No. We might not be able to prove these experiences, but they do offer a testimony to life beyond what we know here on earth. And so I want to finish this today uh, with, with the most powerful biblical witness to life after death, to the, to the existence of heaven. Our faith is grounded in this core belief. God sent his only son. Jesus Christ, to live here on this earth. He came to live just as we do, tempted in every way, but yet was without sin. He taught us what it means to live as God calls us. He loved all people. He healed those who were sick. He freed prisoners, welcomed strangers, and gave all of himself to all of us. When he upset enough people, especially those religious leaders, he was killed, crucified for all of our sins. Jesus died, was buried, and all thought that was it. But on the third day, Jesus rose from the grave. Jesus experienced resurrection into a new body and is now seated at the right hand of God Almighty. Jesus is the first fruits of the resurrection, which means that we too will be resurrected. We will enter into heaven and be in God's presence. Whatever that may look like, can we prove beyond a shadow of a doubt? No. But I will tell you this. I'm counting on it. I'm counting on it. With all the testimony that we hear, we are counting on it. I want to end here with a, with a, a brief note. Because you heard me mention earlier uh, during our prayer time uh, that Ron had a, had a friend who, who took his life. And I know that there's a lot of, uh, I know that there's a lot of people 
uh, and a lot of belief around what happens in that moment. And let me share with you where I'm at. It may not be where you're at, and, and I fully understand that, but this is where I am with this. Then in that moment, he stands before, before God Almighty. And God gazes at this man and weeps. He says, I'm sorry that life was so difficult, that you struggled so mightily with so many things in your life. Come. Come and receive the grace and the mercy. Come and receive the love that you might not have felt as you lived on earth. There's a silence that many struggle with. And if you or anyone else is struggling with this, please know that there are people to help. That there are people that, that are, that is their entire life is to help you get through some of these situations. I think the, the hotline is, I think it's 988 that you dial so that you can at least talk to someone But even if you don't want to do that, reach out to family, reach out to friends, reach out to anybody and begin a conversation. Because there is hope. There is life to be lived here. Jesus offers new life here on earth as it is in heaven. So yes, like those characters in that clip when they say, Is there a heaven? Yes. And I'm counting on it. Will you pray with me? Gracious and almighty God, God, I know that that there are things that we struggle with. And God, we, we like to say that yes, we fully believe that there is a heaven, but then there are things that come into our lives and we try to understand what that could possibly mean and what this could possibly look like. And so God, I ask that you would offer us assurances that even in our doubts and even in our questioning, that yes, there is a heaven. That yes, there is a space that we enter into, that we are in your very presence. That we will receive new life, this new body, whatever that may look like. That we will walk the streets, whether they are made of gold or whether they are dirt roads. God, we know that, that no matter what, we will be in your presence while we are on them. And so, God, speak to our hearts. Speak to our souls and offer us those words of assurance. All this we lift. In the mighty and the matchless name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So as we go forth from this place, carrying with us a testimony of heaven, a testimony of what we all are counting on, maybe we uh, are reminded by a song, because I've also heard heaven in response to this. It's like a, a garden. I come to the garden alone while the dew is still on the road. 
and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever Share the testimony that you have. Share the witness that you have that heaven is real. And that is a place that we long to be. So go and share that message with those around you. And now, may the love of God, the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit go with you because you know it goes with you always. Amen.